infrastructure is all about the buildings we live in, the roads we drive on and the technology that connects all of us. The whole built environment, it has such a massive impact, just like you say. It impacts transportation, how we live our lives in the buildings and where we work, and also the life in between the buildings. And I think how you plan the city and the neighborhood, it, it has a long-term impact on people as well as on planet. And it's a very long-term industry in that way, because whatever we build, it will be there for generations to come. We are now in the decade of action, and here we'll talk with companies and experts from all over the world about how they're taking actions on the SDGs. To learn from each other about the challenges, opportunities, and solutions on the road towards 2030. From the GRI, this is The Rising Tide. Episode on SDG 9, Industry, Innovation, and Infrastructure. Meet Lena Hoek. Executive Vice President of Sustainability and Innovation at Skanska Group, which is one of the leading project development and construction groups in the world. SDD 9 is all about building resilient infrastructure, promoting inclusive and sustainable industrialization and fostering innovation. It can be seen as an anchor SDD that can catalyze real action on other global goals. And how can a company in an industry with a long-term perspective measure its impact on both people and planet? There is quite an importance that you're able to measure and evaluate the performance and the impact that you have from, from sustainable criteria. And, um, and, and of course, you can also transfer that to value, to financial value. And that's where you can really gear up the, the change process. Uh, for example, looking into um, when you have a building, uh, they're both environmental and social performance and sustainability performance and value creation that you can add on. On the environmental side, I think people are used to hear about water efficiency, energy efficiency and, and such things. But on the social side, it's, it is also actually how you can increase the health and well-being of the occupants inside the building. And of course, for, for large corporations or organizations, having all their staff working all days uh, in their office buildings, to have a building that is actually increasing the air quality, the people's health and well-being, and, and how they're actually uh, not actually feeling energized also in the end of the day, not just only in the beginning of the day. Uh, if and, and how a building can contribute to that is really important. And, and also not just to think, Inside the building, however, that of course being important, but also about the surroundings. For example, we have a concept together with IKEA. We have a company that is building real estate, um, modern, modular uh, wooden houses that, that we call Bokluk. And that's a very Swedish name. So it means uh, smart living, so to speak. And what we do with Bokluk, it is, it is high quality, high sustainability uh, performance of the buildings, as well as they are to a price that that fit the many, so to speak. So uh, reaching out to, to those that maybe the, the first time that they're able to buy their, their own uh, real estate or possibility by their own home. 
So the concept of Bokluk is also actually something we did launch it uh, just some year ago uh, in UK. And actually there we have to quite a high degree, we have built affordable houses. So that is meaning to, um, for those in need of somewhere to live. So it should be a concept and maybe that's why I'm saying this as well, because I agree with you. Everyone needs somewhere to live and there needs to be houses and especially for us to ensure that as we do with Bokluk, that it is a concept that's possible also to use high quality, high sustainability performance and still to quite a high degree in our UK launch also being as actually as part of affordable housing. So I think that's important for all uh, corporations to think of how do you serve the whole span of your market and of course you can't do everything but it's, it's good to recognize the need of the many in what you do. So this is an example of having the cake and eating it too. High quality, affordable housing and high sustainability performance with a clear focus on meeting the needs of the many. So when you do a pilot and you have to in, and you're innovating a new concept, of course, that that will take some extra money usually because you need to find out new solutions. Uh, it is when you can scale those solutions that you can have cost efficiency. And you have to understand how those solutions that you are developing are attractive to the market. So that's how you can scale. And, and for example, we have together with, with other partners invented or developed one of the most advanced concepts for, for energy producing houses. So a, a house that actually is producing more energy than what it is using itself during its whole lifespan. So from energy needed to produce the materials used in the building to actually to construct the building as well as to, to run the building and operate it through, during 50 years. And we call it powerhouse because it is a powerhouse by itself once it's up and running. And it's using geothermal solutions as well as solar energy. And, and just thinking of that in Norway, and this is far up north, that, that's, that's not the most sunny area at times, not, not during winter times. And still we have been able to, to achieve this. And I think it's important that we and others are driving these kinds of technical solutions and innovations in order to see what can be the, the next solution that is possible to scale. So at times it can be both cost efficient as well as good for the planet. Businesses can play a key role in driving technological solutions and innovations. And at times it can be both cost efficient and good for the planet. While we can achieve a lot with a sole focus on sustainability, innovation will play a key role in meeting the 2030 agenda. Because we recognize that we can do a lot within sustainability and to uh, using solutions and technologies that's already in place. However, there is also a need for innovation to actually deliver on the SDGs and, and the Agenda 2030, as well as our own targets. So we have actually started up within Skanska something that we call Sustainovation. Uh, and that's a connotation, of course, uh, showing that we do find that sustainability and innovation, they fit together. And what we have done there is one of the examples of, of the project that we have been running there is actually for how 
to innovate and develop a near zero emission asphalt. So asphalt is usually a high emission product, unfortunately, and it is quite also in need because every country, every society needs roads. So what we have done to achieve this is to use different solutions. One is that we are circulating to a very high degree existing asphalt. And we are also, instead of having a fossil binder, we're having a bio binder uh, using for the asphalt. And then we are also using green energy and biofuels for the trucks when we are doing this. So actually by, by doing all these changes, it, it doesn't just acquire one change, it, it, it acquires several changes. And of course, you don't make anything like that just by yourself. It takes actually that you have a plan and the focus and that you have had that for quite some time. So we have quite a lot of different partnerships in order for us to, to accumulate knowledge and expertise, but also for identify key issues, how to transform. Understanding material sustainability issues and continuously measuring sustainability impact and performance is important for Skanska too. Key is for us to identify what are material sustainability issues, how do we get our organization, governance and structure in place in order for us to ensure that we act responsibly, but also that we push for a transformation. So we need to be part of a continuous process of how to measure our performance and our impact. And so we have a, a digital tool in order to collect data. Uh, as well as we have an organization out in all of our business units to make sure that we are collecting the sustainability data and that they are also have the knowledge of how to collect it and screen the quality. A key development is the corporate world stepping in to support sustainability as a core part of their business. And measure and impact and performance only gets more important. Several corporations and the corporate world is stepping into this sustainability arena for real. And that actually means that they are coming up with solutions and innovations that's possible to scale. And there were so many corporations setting their targets and initiatives and activities with quite a high ambition level, but also with plans and actions showing how they are driving performance. So I, th I think that's one important aspect, having the corporate world stepping up for real to, to contribute on sustainability, not just on the side, as a core part of their business. And coming back to GRI and why I find it quite important that you measure, because when you're talking about that sustainability becomes a value that is valid, valued within financial terms and is um, required, in a business arena, you need to be able to assess and compare and benchmark and evaluate the performance. And that's why it's so important that you actually measure. Sustainable solutions need to be affordable for many to achieve the SDGs by 2030. And we need to make it clear that the shift is needed to reach a better and more sustainable future for all. When talking about sustainability at times, even though stuff is being being produced sustainable, we still need to ensure that it's also efficient, cost efficient, in order for it also to be attractive all the way in the market. Sustainability should not just be a premium. It has to reach the many as well. And I think at times we need to remind ourselves, uh, I, I definitely so, because we all get so caught up in talking about different kinds of uh, measurements or um, 
different buzzwords and talking about carbon, etc. But in the end of the day, it's about people and their well-being. And we have to understand that whatever we do, we need to ensure that people are understanding that that shift does not mean to be um, threatening their well-being, but we actually need to enhance people's well-being. Connectivity, internet and telecommunications are essential for connecting all of us on a daily basis. Connectivity enables industrial processes, manufacturing. We utilize a lot of enhanced technological enhancements from 1G now to 5G, machine to machine learning. So we realize that as a business, we need to be fully committed to developing the potential of the internet, digital solution services uh, that will uh, meet the Agenda 2030 we could be able to significantly accelerate the achievement of the SDGs. And slowly we realized SDG 9 is an anchor SDG. And we realized that uh, mobile technology contributes to that SDG significantly, both as a provider of critical infrastructure and a catalyst for other sectors. We're listening to Karen Basai, Head of Sustainable Business and Social Impact at Safaricom, the largest telecommunications provider in Kenya. So. Remember when Lena said, everyone needs a place to live? Well, nowadays you can also say that everyone needs connectivity to live. That's just the reality of our times. And Safaricom is actively addressing this. So it's called the Giga Initiative. This is a, it's a global initiative, actually. It was started by uh, UNICEF and ITU. It was launched in 2019. So... The main goal of this is to product, to provide connectivity to every school in the world. So this project will provide uh, the power of meaningful connectivity to fast-track young people's access to educational resources and opportunities. It is, uh, we hope it will ensure that every child is equipped with the digital public goods they need, because it is a public good, as you've rightly stated, and empower them to shape the future they want. So. It serves as a platform to create infrastructure necessary to provide digital connectivity to an entire country, for every community and for every citizen. And it is about using schools to identify demand for connectivity. So it is a, it's a very noble initiative, ensuring that connectivity, internet is a public good and everyone gets access to it. This work also highlighted the power of good partnerships. So I think for us, what we noticed is that there's good power in uh, partnerships. Everything we do at Safaricom, we cannot do it alone. So we first of all look and say, what is the problem we want to address? Yeah, Is it connectivity in schools? Is it hunger? Is it the farmer? So once we say this is the problem we need to address, then we look around and say, who are the right people to be at the table? And what are they bringing to the table? So for UNICEF, for this project, we had tried to do it in the past on our own. But when we saw that it was launched globally, we knew now it is our time to bring our strength, which is technology. UNICEF, their strength is children. Yeah, ITU is the global technology. Nokia and Ericsson, they sell the equipment. So it was a fantastic partnership. So what we have done is, what is the problem we want to solve? Who do we need on the table and why and for what? And then we form the partnerships. But all the innovations we do at Safaricom, they have partnerships at the center and it's built on trust 
and each partner's capabilities that we bring onto the table. Partnership-driven innovations at Safaricom are spread across multiple sectors. Then we did in agriculture, we have a project called Digifarm, a platform that offers farmers convenient access to one-stop suite of products, yeah? Financial, credit services, quality farm products, customized information on farming, best practices. So that is in agriculture. Then in health, in health, we have a product called MTBA, so that when we started, MTBA was just a mobile health wallet where you can save money for the day you are sick, but it is evolving into a technology platform for consumers, insurers, healthcare providers, and the government. So it is a proven health system integrator that is revolutionizing the management of large-scale health schemes. So we are also using our technology, our connectivity in the area of health. And to achieve SDG 9 and the 2030 agenda, we cannot apply a business-as-usual thinking. It is creating new industries, new ways of working, innovative products and services that will make additional opportunities for people, whatever their circumstances. As we said, it will not be the old way of forming industries. These have to be new, they have to be transformative, we have to be bold, courageous and ambitious to build, not to destroy, to build on the foundations of what we have for us to achieve this SDG. It cannot be business as usual, vision, yeah? It can't be. We have to think radically to be able to achieve this. Thinking differently also means that we need to move on from talking to actually making commitments and being accountable. On the global scale, People are talking about SDGs and there's concern about leaving other people behind. And indeed, some people will be left behind if we don't all come together and focus. So then the other thing is the main action. Action is a challenge. People will meet, talk about it, talk shops, talk shops, talk shops, I'll talk to you, then I go back to my normal life. What are the actions after? What are the commitments? And then what are the accountability? What is the accountability? mechanism. So I feel like there's a role for everyone from government, from private sector, from non-state actors, from the financiers. But for us, I think our industry has capacity to transform many aspects of the society and um, how we are going to move into the digital uh, world and into being digital uh, citizens of the future and then make 2030 a reality for everyone. As highlighted both by Lena and Karen, SGD9 affects all of us in our everyday lives and the innovations and solutions applied can impact generations to come. And while companies have capacity to transform many aspects of society and hopefully lead the way to making 2030 a reality for everyone, we all have a role to play by focusing on our little big thing. We are making progress. And actually, the, our industry as a telecommunication industry, as per last year, We we're already at 50% of helping achieve the SDGs or integrating them within our... So we are, we are going to get there. I am very, very sure by 2030, we will have managed to transform how businesses work, how we do things, how communities work, and the engagement. So even you, if you do your pattern, everyone does their little, little, you know? We call it my little big thing. 
So you're doing your little thing that grows into a bigger movement and so on and so forth. So we really, all of us have to pull together and try and achieve this. We might not have so much time in future to do this. This is our time right now. We want to thank Lena Hook and Khan Basai for sharing their time and expertise. The Rising Tide podcast is co-produced by the TRI and Naranha Media. We also want to thank the Swedish government for making this podcast series possible. We greatly appreciate their long-standing support for sustainable development work, catalyzing actions towards the SDGs. My name is Tina Nybo Jensen. Thank you for listening.